Alright, we want to welcome you guys back to Stern's Tech Talk. We do appreciate you guys checking in with us on this week's episode. Um, my name is JD, my brother here, Miguel. And uh, first off the list is news about Mercedes-Benz. Is that correct? Yeah, that's it. We've got uh, 9to5Mac, uh, and they released an article in regards to Apple's new uh, spatial audio. We've heard them discuss and actually release spatial audio before. In fact, spatial audio is in their AirPods Pro. Um, but now we've got the first car company ever, Mercedes, that has ever used uh, spatial audio, and it's Mercedes-Benz. Um, and from what 9to5Mac has said, uh, the speakers within this new car are ranging from 4,500 to 6,700 uh, on their own. Um, this is absolutely insane, and obviously... That we, is insane. Yeah, we don't really have a whole lot of information right now because not... Obviously, no one has the car to test it out. Um, but when we do get um, get information on it, we'll um, update you guys on the sound quality. Apparently, it's really good. So, and it better be good for um, that price of six iPhones, iPhone 14s. So, <laughs> well, I imagine that most Mercedes-Benz uh, owners probably own an iPhone, or better yet, oh, some yeah. of those gold-plated iPhones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, to go into that, uh, and as always, we'll post all these articles in the description below, For but sure. to go into that a little bit more, um, so it's the system first in the Mercedes Maybach S-Class, mm-hmm. and then it also is the EQS, EQS SUV, yeah. as well as the EQE and EQE SUV as well. It's a tongue twister. Um, Yes, they, they are tongue twisters. The, they've never really been easy to uh, pronounce when it comes to Mercedes-Benz models. Um, that was always the interesting thing is is you know that the model is going to be expensive when it's not a typical, you know, regular word. Oh, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> I, that was always the interesting thing. Like, how much does this cost? Well, if you can't pronounce or easily say the word, then it's probably above your, you know, income. Yeah, so, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, for those for those speakers that Miguel was uh, mentioning for the 4,500 and 6,700, um, 45 is going to be for the 3D, and then the 67 is for the 4D sound system, but both of which are capable of um, integrating that spatial audio, which is really cool. Uh, I, but both Miguel and I have uh, AirPods, and we kind of use that spatial audio. I, I don't necessarily think it's amazing technically. I'm not really sure what your opinion is. No, I mean, it, not but. not a whole lot. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's actually on the base AirPods, the first gen. So I really can't speak oh, okay. for it necessarily. Um, and but I would I would even go as far as to say that even on the pros, it's maybe not as great as you might think, or as you you've used them. And I'm sure you've had experience with that. But I think that on a car, it makes more sense. I feel like you're going to be able to th- draw I was just going to say that yeah with that than a actual Yes, I definitely agree. You know, I mean, on my I'm on my AirPods, it, it's all right. Um yeah. it has a cool feel to it and such. It, it kind of depends on if you're going to do stationary mm-hmm. or um where it's where you're actually moving your head and it, and it changes the the sound. Yeah. <laughs> uh from where it's coming from, but when it comes to like you're saying when you put it in a vehicle, I feel like that's more, you know, just enveloping and you can really, you know, enjoy the experience. So, um but I, I, I'm kind of excited to actually see this progress along yeah. into the actual car market. Uh, so there's just more features that can be implemented from what Apple has to offer or even other competitors. You know, if there's something out there that they have, I would love to see that that uh, produced inside um, 
the 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 car vehicle market out there. Yeah, so, we hope this is the start um, of something great for a lot of the new stream cars in the future. So, which is kind of interesting. And I actually, this is just a thought here. I wonder if this is going to integrate possibly Apple CarPlay. I was I was literally going to mention that. I didn't know if we would have a whole lot of time to go into this, but yeah, because we discussed Apple CarPlay. Uh, yes, to an ex- to quite an extent actually. And, um, yeah. you know, hopefully this is this is the thing that starts it out where we now have spatial audio. We have a full on screen of Apple CarPlay. All that stuff is integrated into these new cars. Um, it, it's a start. And I'm, re- I'm really excited to see how Apple um, how Apple goes along with this. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, staying along with that, actually, as far as ownership, there was an article on Mac Daily News that said 87 percent of American teens own an iPhone. Uh, 80, 88% expect an iPhone to be their next phone, which I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually pretty interesting when you think about it. Yeah, that is incredible. <laughs> I guess I guess it's just the mainstream thing. So that means like thir- 13% of American teens own Androids? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it makes sense though. If you look on you know, YouTube Shorts or, heaven forbid, TikTok, um, <laughs> you'll notice pretty much every single Gen Z uses an iPhone, the iPhone. Yeah, I, I hard. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen anyone use the S twenty two or any Android in general. Um, maybe this Pixel will be will be a, a possibility. But I mean, yeah, it, it's clear. Yeah, from, and from I think the we'll evidence. get into that later on when we break it down for sure. Um, but that is definitely. I, f- I feel like my generation. It, well, for listeners, um, Miguel is like eight years younger than I am. So, yeah. for my generation, I feel like the we are more the power users, so we would be more inclined to use an Android. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the teenager out there, um, I can definitely see that being the case. Um, which you're, let's see, you're in your early twenties. Yeah, I'm 21 now. So I've you're 21. I've gotten so, out of that. Yeah, team, you're, but you're, I'm still you're just part you're of just the generation. You're just on the upper edge Z. of that. Yep. yep so for sure. Yeah. Um. But with that being said, uh, moving on to actual or staying at least staying in somewhat of the sound category, um, according to Droid Life, they cited a statement from Google that there will be a firmware update uh, from the tech giant that will add on five band EQ options for the Pixel Buds Pro. That is nice. It is nice, but the the funny thing that I was thinking about when I read this, I was like, well, why hasn't it already been implemented? I mean, e- e- equalizers, I feel like they've been around for quite a long time. Why is this just now being <laughs> well, added to the Pixel Buds Pro? So yeah, I, I mean, don't know if you like have any answer for that. I mean, here's the thing. I've always had this idea of any headphone in general having EQing. I mean, you see those with the Sony XM4000 or XM series, I guess you could say, or XW, I think mm-hmm. that's what they're called. Um, where they have the EQing through the app. And I just feel like for right. a user, there needs to be some kind of customization. So that way, you know, if you're a person who likes a lot of bass, if you're a person who likes the high ends or the mids, that optimization should be in there. I feel like it should be a standard in Absolutely. headphones, especially nowadays. If you told me like five years ago, this was like a new thing and not a whole lot of headphones had them, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But we're in like 2022. I feel like this should kind of be a standard by now. So yeah, no, I, I, t- I totally agree with that. Um, and, and this will actually, this firmware update will actually include six presets that the user can try out. Um, all of which will allow the user to maintain the EQ settings Good. regardless of which devices they're connected, they're connected to. Uh, the only thing that in that statement they didn't say specifically was whether or not that those connected devices um, are like required to be a Google product. 
I wouldn't think so, but you never know. Yeah, so. possibly. I mean, I, I especially want this for Apple. I mean, I'd, as far as I'm aware, they don't have EQing, do they? They do have EQ. I just don't think it's the EQ that we should be getting, um, which sounds really dark night like. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the EQ we get, but it's not the one we deserve. Right, yeah, That's, that sounds like Apple's motto. <laughs> No. Um, um uh, yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> the phone we I have, they, but it's not the one we deserve. <laughs> I hope they implement that. No, they but... do have EQ, but it's just it, it's just a whole bunch of presets. Oh, see okay. here. So there's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty. So about around twenty plus EQ settings, which I mean is definitely enough. Yeah. It'll probably find some sort of sweet spot for you. But as far as customizing it, uh, that's something I would definitely love to oh, have. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, they do support Dolby Atmos. Uh, and then, of course, you have your lossless audio uh, when compatible. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, but yeah, so it's there. It's just not in the in the five-band uh, customization that um, Google is trying to implement here with the Pixel Buds Pro. Okay. So. Yeah, that is, that is really good. But, I'm glad uh, to hear that. Um, and then uh, moving along here, we've got uh, Netflix. Uh, a lot of you um, viewer or viewers... A lot of you listeners may have heard Viewers. about this uh, recently. You're viewing yes, this, Yes, you by the are way, viewing people. this, people. <laughs> no, you can see the, the audio. No, you can see the waveform. Uh, a lot of you um, listeners out there probably have heard about this, but Netflix has announced on October 13th that they have a new subscriber uh, base plan that they will be uh, releasing this November. And basically, it's called the uh, Basic with Ads. Uh, it starts at, it's going to be starting hmm. at six ninety nine, And how this works is... You have ads running through your um, the stream, and you also right. have it's the the quality is only set to 720, so you can't increase it at all. It's just oh. right there. Uh, and then there's also limited selection <laughs> of movies and TV shows. Um, I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's pretty much the entire plan. In my opinion, I feel like this is okay for the like. I don't even know what the second or third um, next plan is or whatever. I don't know if you know that uh, JD, but. I would have to look it up here. But, yeah, um, that just seems not quite as impressive as I would have hoped for a an additional base selection. That just, yeah. Yeah, and, and my question is what exactly are they limiting? Because, I mean, there's a lot of great – there's not a whole lot of great uh, things that Netflix makes apart from, like, Stranger Things and maybe a couple others. So I, my assumption is that they'll be limiting uh, eliminating those out of this basic with ads – um, just because those are the ones that really make the income, so they have to compensate for that with a a base plan here. At least that's my assumption. So I don't know, but yeah, if you look at their 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 plans there, so they have a nine ninety nine basic, which includes um four eighty p resolution, which I'm kind of surprised at that. But hmm. okay, okay, um, yeah, I know Weird. that's pretty pathetic. Yeah. Uh, then you, then you jump up to the standard, which is um, fifteen forty nine or I guess fifteen fifty, that gets you ten eighty p, and then the premium for twenty dollars will get you your four K HDR. Okay. Um, so this yeah. is almost. That's, I mean, aside from the you know limiting of how what you can see, this is almost better than that second plan of ninety nine because you at least you're getting that better quality. Um, and obviously you have some limitations, and I guess the ads aren't a major thing but i mean it's it's still annoying. not really but i mean 
from my understanding, I feel like Hulu offers a better ad-based service than this, if I'm hmm. not mistaken. Um, I, I only have their premium plan, so I couldn't actually tell you, um, you know, what, what they limit you on on that base plan. But it just, I don't know. It's it's okay. I mean, I guess it's glad. I'm glad that they're kind of trying to think outside the box. But at this point in time, I feel like they're just grasp, grasping for oh, straws. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because of their limitation on screens and accounts and, you know, shareability and stuff like that. So I just feel like this is more of them just trying to, you know, stay above float because their subscription loss is just incredible. Oh, yeah. It's still not great. Um, it hasn't really hiking a whole lot yeah. since their drop back in, I think it was like February or March or something. I can't remember. But. Um, yeah, this is probably just to make that extra penny is what I assume. So, yeah, and I don't know how many subscribers they'll see going for that uh, basic plan, but I mean, we'll 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 probably see some yeah. um, some results here. Um, probably at the end of next year, they'll probably get we'll get some more information on who was all on that plan. But yeah. Um, moving on to wearables, though, we've got quite a bit of news. Um, one of which is a major tech brand is attempting to launch an answer to Apple's Watch Ultra. Um, but it's actually not who you might think it would be. Uh, it's actually Amazon. And Amazon has had their Fit watches around for quite a few years hmm. now. But um, now they're actually trying to reach new heights with their next model, which is called the Fit Falcon. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Which this is supposed to be pretty impressive when it comes down to just design and durability. And like I said, this this really does, it, it tries to take a punch at the uh, Watch Ultra. So it's supposed to have um, the TC4 Titanium, uh, which evidently this is tough enough to pass 15 military-grade tests. Wow. Um, and then also it has obviously... If you're going to compete with the Watch Ultra, you're going to have Sapphire Crystal Glass. Um, but it's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, you guys can click on the link below in the description. And it's it's got some of that classic watch design. Um, yeah, it does. But I wouldn't say it's for everyone. Not in the sense that you wouldn't... Not every person is going to buy this. In the sense that I feel like this is very masculine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, that that is true. Um, but I, it's just there's too much rigidity to it. Yeah, I I would also like to add though here from from what the specs on on here looks like, um, it does have the L1 and L5, which Apple has in their Watch Ultra, um, for more accurate right. GPS tracking. So it's like they're almost saying you know we can do this better, but with a lesser price because this thing's uh, five hundred dollars. So. Yes, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the big thing right there is the price. Yeah, I mean, for what I'm what I'm seeing in like the specs here, it looks like it's actually a pretty good watch for the price it that is. they're giving. Yeah. But I, I would agree with you that it does seem more rugged and more of like a for a guy type of watch, you know. But I mean, maybe they'll. And I mean, like you 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 think okay, if, if it's competing with a watch ultra, well, doesn't the watch ultra look more rugged as well? I'm like, yes, they do. But in my opinion, I feel like there is some sort of neutrality there that you yes. can say I think anybody can yep. wear that model. Um, with this, I kind of have to disagree. I, I don't think this would really be for, you know, just anybody. It would be, you know, if you really want to have that, you know, standout, thick, rugged, masculine design there. Um, but it's equipped with a 500 milliamp battery, which is really impressive. Um, they say that it can last up to 14 days with typical usage or seven days with heavy. 
So that's also pretty impressive. I'm not really sure what all the features will, you know, in, be included in that. And then to actually give you a further comparison on the two, so the Watch Ultra is 61.3 grams or 2.15 ounces. And then the this Falcon is actually going to be 64 grams. So it is going to be a little bit heavier, which I kind of expected based on that design. It just yeah. looked like it was a... I, I feel like it could protect you, man. I feel like you could actually haul that at somebody's face and you could escape. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they actually... Um, they actually are offering compatibility with iOS. The only, the always, the question that always triggers people when they say it's compatible with iOS is the limited, you know, integration that you get with a third-party smartwatch. Right. Yeah, because normally what you think about for like um, the watch series is it's got those chipsets that are supposed to be used with that Apple phone, and that shows like. You know, it's an, it's an easy connection. It, it's the the um, the data transfers perfectly. I mean, those are the c- kind of questions you have to ask when you see iOS compatible. So we'll have to see how that. And works. I mean, it's it's always the thing of Apple's is just trying to keep you inside their ecosystem. Yes, so obviously they don't want you to go out limits. of that. I mean, yeah. I feel like Apple could, if they wanted to, to release that data to you know a third party watch. But then again, mm-hmm. you're not only you know trying to keep them in the ecosystem but you're also trying to maintain that security and privacy so obviously true limit what the third party has access yeah. to um but yeah so this will offer sleep tracking and 24 7 health monitoring uh of your heart rate so this is very similar actually to the um what the pixel watch is doing mm-hmm. um and then you get your blood oxygen saturation and stress levels which i don't know let's just say we're all stressed now so i don't really think we need to know what the level is <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but, but yeah. uh yeah so this is this is pretty impressive uh, offering at a lower price range um and then on a counter note we have news from garmin that they have their mark gen 2 series um and this is not for the faint of heart or for the faint of bank account if you'll pardon coining that phrase um yeah, nineteen hundred dollars. So I, I think we've had this. The, the first, I don't. I didn't really follow the first gen. So, but looking at this, this is. Um, I guess the word insane comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Really, really I would expensive. Agree with that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. So it's obviously it's a premium line smartwatch. Um. It's. It's got quite a few varieties, so it has the Adventure model, the Aviator, the Captain, and then the Golfer, uh, all of which um, spans in a night or, or in a forty-six millimeter case, and then it will use the um, Grade Five titanium, and of course you get the AMOLED displays on there as well. But they're <laughs> pretty good looking. These are, again, they're they're a classic style. They're not your Apple Watch design here. This is no. this is supposed to you know mimic more of an analog design um i like the way they look i don't think i'll ever actually own one no um and 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 that's the other reason why we don't normally bring up these types of models of watches just because i I feel like the average user out there is not going to drop nearly two grand on a smart watch at least in my opinion (laughs) yeah Um, so if if there are a few of you out there that are listening and you're like hey that sounds amazing i've always been wanting to spend $1,900 on a smartphone. Where do I, who, who can take my money from me? Hey, this is right here. It's right for you. Get the Mark Gen 2. It's like the Rolex of uh, tech watches now. 
pretty yeah much. i mean i don't really i don't know if there's any other out there that can you know jump this high i mean there's Sky is always a limit as far as, you know, prices when it comes to watches or anything for that matter. But, um, yeah, this this really packs a punch when it comes to the price tag. But uh, if we do have more news on this uh, as as it continues to come out, we'll uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated if if this is, um, you know, a topic of interest. Because they do do look really nice. It's just I'm... That that they price do. is like scary almost because I'm really honestly wondering what in the world is making this price go up. And like that. you'd almost have to be. I feel like if you're going to spend nineteen hundred dollars on this, you may as well say I'll just get the Samsung Fold Four. <laughs> <laughs> just mimic the price you just spent. Pretty much, um, yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah. with that being said, um, we'll actually, what I'll do is I'll, I'm actually going to post a poll over on our Twitter account, and I'm just going to ask if people are actually interested in this model because, um, I don't know. Like you say, the design is great, but I'm not sure about the price, I don't, Yeah, so. I don't know if it's worth it necessarily. Uh, yeah, I'm not it's, sure unfortunately exactly it's one of those ones thing. that, yeah, it's, it's one of those models that it's not really one we can just jump out and test right away because no, it's not in the average price range of products that we test. Man, you are right. This is for the faint of your wallet. Wallet, yeah. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> but with that being said, we're actually going to jump on to more mobility, which is going to be um, Pixel. We talked about it a lot last week, but we've had quite a few articles, reviews come out. Um, one of which is the Pixel 7 Pro took on the iPhone 14 Pro. And it came out on top in quite a few categories in the Dexomark competition. So obviously, the we both know the iPhone is still going to win in the video face-off for sure. Um, not many yeah. mobile phones out there can compete in that category and uh, come out on top against the iPhone. Um, but with that being said, the pixel did come out on top with a lot of different categories. And in fact, in an overall score, it got the same one as the honors magic for ultimate. Wow. And that score was higher than the iPhone 14 pro. So, um, obviously, you know, you still get some good things with the 14 pro. Um, it won the spot with Boca and preview tests. Um, but honestly, make no mistake. The Pixel is among the top models out there when it comes to the camera department. For sure. And yeah. um, I, I feel like they're going to continue to improve. Obviously, they made some, I would say, some leaps and bounds, really, between the 6 Pro and the 7 Pro, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I actually just got mine in the mail today. And um, so I'll definitely be testing that out as far as the cameras and everything like that. So um, I was pretty impressed by that, just knowing that it's really pushing it and the way they they test those they they go into a lot of detail with dexomark so Hmm. um when you when you know it comes down to that um getting the same score as the magic for ultimate i'm I'm pretty impressed so i mean even um mr who's the boss on youtube i was watching his review on it and he was just ecstatic i mean it was unreal i hadn't i really never seen him that like joyous about it because he was saying like how well not only did they fix issues from the six they actually improved upon those and made it way better than they could have, he could have possibly imagined. So they did, yeah. I, I think it even improved uh, cellular connectivity, if I'm yep. not mistaken, on that. They, I think they had they a did. new modem in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 
And 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 going off that, there's an actual another article with uh, CNET. So, um, the the article is by Stephen Shankland, um, and I definitely want to credit him because he went through a lot. Obviously, the article is in the description. I would definitely take some time just to read it. He went to a lot of. Um, I and this this is what I want to say. Um, he went into details but in a way that any reader could understand, which mm, I really appreciated because, um, and he also posted both comparisons and you can actually drag like left to right on the same photo to see the differences between um, a seven pro and a multi thousand dollar DSLR. <laughs> wow. And it was really impressive just how far these mobile cameras have come and how in some circumstances they kind of score the more preferred choice of in, when it comes down to results. Now, obviously, in some scenarios, the DSLR is still just, you know, you really can't compete with it. But the fact that you can spend less than $1,000 and get similar results is really impressive, in my opinion. Especially when it's um, under a lot of the major flagships that start at, like, $1,000 for phones these yes. days. I mean, it's, that's it's saying really something insane. right there. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- I mean, it, this is, and we talked about it last week. This is an 899 phone 128 gigs of storage on the base base model um on the base variant so yeah. i i'd agree with you miguel right there just just the fact of pricing and seeing what you can get from these phones is really really impressive in 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 my opinion mm-hmm. um and, and that that's not to say that you know iphone sucks that's the furthest no, thing that i'm yeah. trying to say the com- competition between samsung apple and google is really impressive and even some of the other ones that you know we talk about with the honor magic 4 ultimate there's really a lot going on with um mobile cameras and what they're trying to push the bounds on mm-hmm. and this is just one example right here when they're trying to compete against you know these dslrs um so definitely would, yeah. again that's I'd great encourage you to read that article for all you listeners out there so yeah, they deserve that for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. But the one thing that I want to say um, that's kind of a downer with the 7 Pro is that it does have somewhat of a weakness. And hmm. I guess the number 5,000 isn't just quite enough for this phone. Uh, it does have 5,000 milliamps out there, but it doesn't really necessarily mean you're going to get longer battery life. Yeah. So a lot of people are voicing that. They're just saying that it's not getting the battery life that they want. Um, but in my opinion... And I, I think if you even watch, uh, let's see, it wasn't Mr. Who's the Boss, it was the other one, uh, Mr. Mobile, <laughs> Michael Fisher. If you watch his review on the 7 Pro, um, he loved it, obviously. It's very similar to Mr. Who's the Boss. Obviously, his scripting is impeccable. I love his videos. Same. Um, just really refined. I, I, feel, I feel like that's just, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I look at designs and stuff like that, that's the word I use. But when I, when I look at video and content creation, that's what I think about. I think about Mr. Yeah. Mobile. But he said he said the same thing. He's just like, um, you know, even though this battery life isn't that great, I feel like it's incredibly compensated with features that you get. And we've already detailed True. that last week in, in, in the episode we have for the Made by Google event. But again, I just want to say that, I mean, even though, you know, we're admitting that this does have some weaknesses and one of them is the battery life, it's not honestly that bad. It was like nine hours um, of screen on time. But yeah, in I, my, I mean that that's not horrible. I even think, for an Android, honestly, but I I feel like they can improve on it. Yeah, I think all of its major strides that um, the phone has on it that Google has improved upon, 
I almost think it really compensates for that those minor inconveniences. I, I, like you said, it just does so well in those categories that it almost um, overcasts those small things. Like maybe the battery isn't as good as it should be. Um, maybe that bottom uh, bezel there um, should should have been a little smaller. Uh, there's always there's always uh, phones are never perfect, right? There's always a small issue with with every every phone that there is. But I feel yeah. like Google has really done well in implementing a phone where it's not a major price hike. You get a lot of the things that you want in a major flagship phone. Um, there's so much customization. I mean, you could just go. I could go on, and they really have done well here. I I think, and I'm. Honestly, I almost want to say that I might consider switching to this phone. Um, maybe I, I know I said that about the uh, the Samsung Flip or um, yeah, it was the Flip or the Fold. Um, but just because I see Google making those strides, I see them really working hard to improve upon their mistakes. And they said, you know what, we'll make this even better because we care about how our consumers uh, use our phone, and we want to make yeah. that um, a better experience. So. For sure, yeah. I, I, I actually was, I was going to try to post something on Facebook. I was like, I was going to hashtag Pixel Experience, but evidently there's not that many posts with uh, hashtag Pixel Experience. <laughs> um, of course, when you look on the box, it's hashtag Team Pixel, but um, <laughs> it really is, in my opinion. I feel like it, it almost is an experience just because of all the features that they implement. Um, but I don't want to belabor the point. I, we're just really impressed by what yeah. these these phones are doing not these phones we were just impressed by what google is doing with this like you said just listening to the consumers so but um on a counter note we're going to go to apple and their trading program yes yeah, so uh, as you know um just like any other company apple does a trading program where you know you put let's say you have a 13 you put in you get like 700 600 credit value depending on the phone you got uh, and then you get the next phone. However, there's been some recent issues, and this is from uh, at uh, Chance H. Miller on Twitter. And um, he put out this article on 9to5Mac uh, uh, and uh, said that he he got an um, uh, email from Apple that stated that they, uh, the device that he had sent them was not in the box. And so he was actually charged... Um, that amount, and he it was a really bad experience for him. But apparently it's not just him. A lot of other people have been having this issue. And um, he even um, tweeted and said, Apple needs a version of Find My that stays enabled on your trade-in iPhone until it reaches its destination. The iPhone was absolutely in the box. I'm guessing I it got swiped by someone at UPS along the way. He was really upset, I can tell for sure, and I would totally agree with that. Yes, I would um, agree. Not 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 just with the fact that you need to have a version of Find My, but the f- just just being irritated by you know knowing that you put that device in there and it didn't get to you know yep. the, re- the recipient. So mm-hmm. um, that would be interesting, though, Miguel. Just the fact that you could have a certain um, updated version of Find My, which honestly, I mean, I know that there's some stipulations when it comes to Apple and the privacy and you know yeah. tracking that device. Yeah. But when you reset the phone or something, there sh- there really should there should be an option where you just transfer over Find My back to Apple. If you know that you're going to send it back to them, it really just needs to be tra- traceable. And I I really don't even know why they haven't implemented this yet. 
you would think you would think with how many trade-ins they get or even yeah. just returned models they get uh, that this would already be part of the software. Yeah, I mean, it would even make a whole lot of sense even further because if you think about it, once you reset that phone, your data is no longer on there, and it's pretty much Apple's at that point. So you just you say, okay, Apple's now going to have complete control over this. They can turn on that, um, you know, find my app from, you know, wherever, and then I'll follow that phone or, you know, iPad or whatever it is, and be able to see where it's going because I feel like that's a very important thing to have. Uh, I would agree with you right there, JD. Uh, just to have that uh, customer service right there in that regards, I really think that's especially if we're getting if we're starting to see this a lot more often. Something there's there's a pattern here. I feel like Apple needs to really get on this case and figure out a solution because a lot of people are going to start really getting frustrated, and it's not going to end well. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I mean this 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 is not like oh these are just random you know phone models out yeah. there. This is a very expensive. Yeah, very expensive, and uh, we even talked about it you know earlier with um I think how many episodes ago was it? But we were we were talking about um depreciation value and the fact that the desire of the yeah. used model increases or I guess slows down the depreciation of of that model, and then just now. In this episode, we talked about the percentage of American teenagers out there who have an iPhone or want to have that as their next phone. Um, so, yeah, y- Apple should know that, For hey, sure. this is something we need to trace, and this is something that we need to make sure it gets back in our hands, not just for the sake of the trading goes through, but for that customer service experience. So, right. Yeah. That trust needs to be established because otherwise you lose customers that way because uh, that shouldn't be there's no excuse for that i mean you you have to implement something here and obviously it's since it's been just recently noticed i guess apple hasn't it it's not been a really prominent issue i guess but now that it is it's time to say okay we need to resolve this immediately before things get out of hand so yeah and the and the way that that works as well um anybody who has and this 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 goes back to the fact of how popular iPhones are but anybody who has received an iPhone that's been shipped to them you know what box that looks like I know what box that oh, looks yeah. like I've had multiple I iPhones agree. shipped to me <laughs> and I know what that box looks like when you see that going through UPS or whatever oh that's just that's just a red flag for somebody to say oh my goodness I know what that is I'm going to open it up I'm going to take the phone I'm going to just you know send it on its merry way and somebody gets, you know, gypped on that trade-in deal. So, yeah, it's um, for sure. But. Nevertheless, yeah, I, I, we're, we're obviously in agreement on this one, but. <laughs> yeah, no, let's, yeah, no, that's fine, man. Stealing is okay. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yes, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't condoning uh, theft by all. No, we that, weren't, absolutely we weren't not. Condo- con- <laughs> we weren't condoning theft by any means, um, but. No. With that being said, I think that uh, that'll wrap this one up for sure. Yep. So that's the end of this episode today. Um, we didn't have a um, a special company that we wanted to um, talk about, um, just because last few episodes have been really long and extraneous because of um, the amount of information we're talking about in regards to new phones, new devices, and stuff. Um, but even though this was a long one, we hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a like and make sure you follow for future uh, notifications uh, for this podcast. And uh, we will catch you guys in the next episode. This is JD and Miguel signing off. Broncos Chargers are tied at 13 fourth quarter. I know. I saw that.